Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the... Horses, 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 ding-a-ling-a-ling. I do not remember that part of Jingle Bells. It's in Sleepless in Seattle. When she's Oh geez. She's driving the car through Chicago and then she she goes, horses, 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 ding-a-ling-a-ling. That's all I remember from the movie. Man, that is not the part of the movie that I recall. But now <laughs> you're making me want to rewatch Sleepless in Seattle. There's a part in Chicago? Uh, maybe it's not Chicago, but I know she's in the... I thought she was on Lakeshore Drive, but I... She's, oh, shoot. Now I really want to see it again. I could be wrong. Uh, who are you, Miss Harses, Harses, Harses? I am Kate. And I am Betsy. This is Fusing Kate. And this is a podcast where we do what? Uh, we talk about... Um, Harses, 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 ding-a-ling-a-ling. It's Why catchy. I, I can, I've already memorized it. You're That's welcome. how good it is. Merry Thank Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> it is almost Christmas, isn't it? It is. Yes. And I should quickly say, this is the podcast where we talk about picture books and determine if they're good or not. And I have a question for you. Yes. Let's see if you, let's see if you know the answer to this quiz question, because it will pertain to what we talk about today. What Christmas song began as a picture book? Is it a Christian song? No. It's not a hymn or anything like that. That would be pretty funny. And so I was like, oh, little in, town of Bethlehem. In the deep midwinter, <laughs> snow on, snow on, snow. Um, like, yeah. I would say Santa Claus is coming to town. That would be a good guess. Uh, that is not it. No. I don't know. Okay. I was. I almost wonder if you were going to say Frosty the Snowman because that, that also would have been a good guess. It was not. It was. Rudolph. Yeah. <laughs> Third time's and where did the author of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the book, uh, where did he live? Sweden. No. Norway. No. Scandinavia. Still not even close. What town are we in right now, Kate? Evanston. Evanston. He lived in Evanston. One of Evanston's, Evanston doesn't have many claims to fame, but Tinker Toys were started here. They believe they invented the Sunday, and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer's creator lived in Evanston, and then he commuted to Chicago and worked at Marshall Fields. And that is the story of why he wrote... Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Bye... Robert L. May. Illustrated by... Denver Gillen. Denver Gillen. Uh, and it even says, like, written for Montgomery Ward. And, uh, yeah, so this is the 75th anniversary edition of the 1939 picture book that they handed out for free. It was like a work-for-hire situation. And, uh, yeah. And so we're going to see if it... There's a reason that it inspired all the Rudolph stuff that we know to this day, because this was the birth of Rudolph. You know, I hate the song. I've right? got good for news for you. This has shocking little to do with the song. Okay. 
or rather, I, I believe, I haven't read in a while, but my understanding is, oh yeah, yeah, the, the song took some liberties, oh. let's say. Okay. So, let's see what you think of this. All right. All right. While Kate does a read, let me give you a little more background information on the birth of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. This is not actually something that many people know. When we think of Rudolph, we think of two things. We think of the song, and we think of the holiday special that has that weird claymation look to it. Um, That is worth a podcast in and of itself, but that is not what we're talking about here today. We are talking about its original origins. And the fact of the matter that it was written by a Mr. Robert L. May, who lived here in Evanston, uh, and he worked at Montgomery Ward, which is a department store in Chicago. And he was asked to write a children's book that they just, like, give away. My kids were asking me about this. They were like, wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Like, so... We just walk in the door and they're like, have a free kid's book. Like, was there something that was linked to it um, that they were selling in the store? Super unclear. I do not think so. I think this was just a giveaway. Uh, so basically, they, they ask him to do this and he's like, well, all right, let me do it with an animal. That's an easy one. Uh, an animal linked to Santa Claus. Reindeer. And he liked the whole ugly duckling thing. So he's like sort of like an ugly duckling transformation thing. So he came up with the sparkly red nose. All right. So it becomes a a rhyming book. Rhymes. Kate's going to love that. Uh, The store makes 2.4 million copies. And uh, and then it's reprinted after World War II and sold another 3.6 million copies. Now, here's where the story gets weird. Montgomery Ward returned the copyright to May. Why? This has always been unclear to me. Somehow he gets the copyright back, this work-for-hire job, and he gets it back. He then proceeds to uh, go on and quit his job. Uh, He opened an office at 1618 Orrington Avenue. My library is on Orrington Avenue. (laughs) Dedicated himself. He, in 1949, um, the song Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is, you know, written by Johnny Marks. It tops the charts. And after that, you got the TV special. And uh, so basically the guy just retired on that sweet, sweet Rudolph cash. And uh, isn't, isn't that the true story of Christmas? It's really not. Oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Mary, not the song you thought it was. It's pretty much the same thing. What? Yeah. No, it's way different. Not way, really. way different. So different. Not really. I mean, his nose glows. That's the same. It's pretty much the same. The only difference is that Santa doesn't start off with Rudolph from the get-go. Like in the right. song, in the song, yeah. it sounds like he's had he steals him from his bed. <laughs> in this which story, is yes. much better. This is all coming back to me, though. I do not remember as as clearly as about. I remember it may rhyme. Oh, it rhymes. Oh, it rhymes. Oh, the rhyming. Oh, delightful rhyming. Isn't it great when people who've never written a picture book before decide they're going to do it and they're going to rhyme? And they underline everywhere. So many underlines. So that's not some kid who just went through the book with a pencil and just went... No, it's everywhere. It's so... Is there a rhyme or reason to the underlining? I think so that when you read it, that those are the words you're supposed to emphasize. Like, for example... So you start off with the reindeer 
um, that are all playing uh, in the hills. And it says that they're enjoying the spills of skating and coasting and climbing the willows and hopscotch and leapfrog protected by pillows. <laughs> Did it Wait, work? The, the willows were? Were protected by pillows, or the uh, reindeer were protected by pillows. I think the reindeer were protected. Oh, I see. They're they're they've literally got them. They have a pillow stapled tied, to their bums, tied yeah. to their to their waist. Yeah, that seems great. And then you have. Have uh, you considered this might be the 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 Rudolph code, and maybe like these underlying things, like spell out a secret message. Oh, I haven't thought of that. Because I think we should write a book called the Rudolph Code. I think that would be the best possible use of our time. So so far, it would be protected pillows. Big, bright, else new. Now read it backwards. (laughs) New, else, bright, big, pillows protected. I'm getting closer. We're getting, this is big. (laughs) This is big. This is big. Yeah. Well, we do come across uh, mom and dad. Uh At first I was like, oh, mom's Mom's smoking a pipe. That's what it looks like from here. But those are antlers. So that's got to be the dad. Right? Wait, mom's wearing glasses then? Yeah. Okay, that in and of itself is kind of rare. How often in old picture books... All right, listeners, here's a challenge for you. Find me an old picture book where the mom wears glasses. That's a rare thing. Really? I'm pretty sure. I can't think of it. Grandmothers wear glasses, but moms don't tend to. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, right, all the reindeer are making fun of Rudolph because he's got a big, red, shiny, Shiny bright nose. nose. Um, and he's like, well, um, at least I can look forward to Santa giving me gifts. So he goes to bed and I didn't, do people hang their stockings off of their bed? Well, they used to, right? I swear I've seen that. It's not in the Grinch, but I swear I've seen things where, like, I guess editions of Twas the Night Before Christmas sometimes, but that seems like just on the parents, well, Santa's part. That seems like a bad idea because the kids would wake up. Yeah, no, it's not a good place. I guess if you don't have the a book, they show the stockings are hung on the kids' beds. I guess if you don't have a chimney, you have to get creative as to where to put the they stockings. They have a chimney because what the boys of what? I don't know. That's I don't know. Stupid. All right. Anyway, so we cut to Santa who's up in the North Pole right now, and uh, and again we got more underlining. Lots of underlining. There's a lot of underlining. Um, but he's like, oh, man, the, it's really foggy, and I'm going to have a really hard time. So, all right, come Dasher, come Dancer, come Prancer, come Vixen, come Comet, come Pukid, come Pukid. What is <laughs> it? What did you just say? Pukid? Pukid. Pukid, the forgotten reindeer. Oh, we're writing lots of books tonight. <laughs> come Donner and Blitzen. Uh, be quick with your suppers. Get hitched in a hurry. You, too, will... <laughs> Sorry, it was, it was underlined. It's underlined, yeah. We'll find fog a delay and a worry. So, I'm uh, but all right. Yeah, am I alone in this, or do you want to eat those antlers? They look delicious. Uh, I just want to gnaw on them. Like, uh, nah, that's, nah. Yeah, that's all you. They look yummy. So, right, so they're having. he's having trouble getting through the fog. He's, like, running into trees. He almost gets hit by a plane. Because oh, uh, he has to fly really low, much uh, lower than he's used to, because he can't yeah. see. But like wait. So wait, fog is like higher up? Yeah. What kind of fog is this? Is it like space know. fog? Yes. It's, it's space <laughs> no fog. No wonder he's having problems. <laughs> Stupid space fog. So he's having to get really low to figure out like the houses. So he gets to the, the house, the reindeer house now, the one that has Rudolph. Right. And he gets down the chimney, but he... He's a... Santa's a huge klutz. <laughs> because he just... Well, he can't see, but he like... He skins his knee... 
He sits in the sink instead of a chair. Wait, he's never encountered a dark house before? This is never. all new to him? This is, all this is like yeah, most he people. He trips on a, on a rug and fell flat on his back. Wait, so is he going to make Rudolph go into every home with him? Like, just pick him up by the neck and yes. be like, you're my nightlife. Nope, nope don't guy, worry. Little buddy. I'll get to that. Don't right. worry. Can so, I just say, though, I do like the trim of Santa's um, coat being green instead of white. That's yes. a fascinating choice. Yeah, and it's a green and red Santa outfit. Green and said, I like it. I like it. So what he, did, did he skin Oscar the Grouch? How did he get green fur? So he gets up to one of these, one of Rudolph's brothers, oh, um, okay. and it says, before he could choose the right kind of toy... A doll for a girl or a train for a boy. Boo! Right there we got Boo. issues. Boo! But also, I'm pretty sure reindeer want food and not toys. Yeah, also, isn't the whole point with Santa that you're on the naughty or nice list and he already knows what you're going to get? Well, he has to get really close to see <laughs> who it is in order to determine... Oh, I see, where they fell on that. I get Exactly. You. All yeah. right, yeah. But then he gets into... And Rudolph is in his own room mm-hmm. because he's like a perpetual nightlight. I would hate to share a room with him. Right. I hate it. Yeah. So he gets... I would just snuff him out. He gets to his room and, oh my gosh, he can see. And Maybe the real story here is that Santa is like... Possibly his eyesight is fading. I mean, he's not a young man. So maybe this... And he's been like putting off doing anything about it typically i thought santa wears glasses but he's yeah not, he's exactly not in these illustrations well maybe it was after this book he got him but then after he gives rudolph his uh his gifts and his stocking he comes santa comes up with the greatest idea <laughs> in all history <laughs> it says that screw the wheel oh. this is the greatest idea okay i love that it's in like the history of the world yep so he Santa is prone. He to wakes sparkle. up uh, Rudolph and he's like, "Hey, you wanna wanna go help me out? <laughs> Come on, kid. Let's Come on, uh, kid. Let's we're going to sleep." <laughs> and he says, um, "Your wonderful forehead may yet pave the way." To Rudolph regarding his wonderful forehead, uh, to call it a big shiny nose would sound horrid. So um, he just rhymed forehead and horrid, which yes. we're going to skip over that. But what, like Rudolph's not going to be able to figure it out. Well, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, you think this kid has fallen for that? Well, guess what he does. And, uh, yeah. and now... also, why is the forehead better? Because if someone came up to me and was like, your forehead glows <laughs> like the glories of the night. And I'd be like, what? Whereas he said my nose. I mean, at least I wouldn't know that. So yeah, well, he instead... I would be panicked if someone said my forehead was glowing. He writes a note to his mom and dad letting them know that he's gone to help Santa. And when writing the letter, it says, Dear D-E-E-R. Cute. <sighs> Cute. Illustrator. Hat uh, tip to you. Mummy and Daddy. Which makes me go, Mummy? Well, we're the... British now? Mm, I guess so. And Or the... I don't know anything about this artist. I actually didn't think to look. Uh, maybe he was British. Well, he is now. Yeah, he is now. Rudolph is British. All right. So maybe he goes, this, well, we don't know where it takes place. Dear Could be mummy and London. daddy, I've gone to help Santa. Do not worry, Rudolph. Save me some chips and tea. So Rudolph, uh, you know, comes out of the house. He sees all these other reindeer. Who've been training for this for years. Well, he gets to the front of the sleigh, and now he can fly. So I don't think that reindeer can fly i think santa does something to uh, the reindeer that makes more sense to make them fly because otherwise i would have images if he's in the front of just him like hanging there and the other <laughs> reindeer just flying which would be amazing if any illustrators would like to draw the image of 
Rudolph just hanging off of, I don't know, who's the first one? Donner? Yeah. I don't know. And Blitzen, maybe? The two of them just puke it? <laughs> puke it. <laughs> so, we're getting silly now. What? Okay, so he's flying all over the world from New York to Rabbitville to the South Pole. That Rabbitville felt um, like really excited when they saw their name. And it says, uh, from Rudolph's er, forehead <laughs> at, <laughs> each says inter- that. at each intersection. Well, here, here's a nice rhyme for you. Oh, okay. You ready for it? I'm ready. While as for, <laughs> for the houses and streets <laughs> with a sign on them, they, mere, they merely flew close so that Rudolph could shine on them. He, that, they just rhymed <laughs> M with, with M. Yep. But this answers your question about on him and with uh, on Rudolph him. doesn't go into the room. He just gets his nose well, up to the window, the window so that he can cast a light inside and then Santa Sorry, knows. basement kid. You're out of luck. Yeah. But then there's another one. So Santa selected the gift that was right while Rudolph's... Uh, forehead oh my god i'm just keeping it up <laughs> i was like two errs really is that yeah. necessary was it so funny the first time that you just had to repeat it the second time yeah, i think it's... these are laugh lines honestly like, forehead. forehead forehead is a funny word i'm not gonna deny it but i don't think it's that funny well miraculously with the help of rudolph they get all over before the sun pops up and uh here's where we see mom and dad yeah, and, mom's uh, wearing glasses. Mom's wearing glasses. All right, I'm just they, loving this. They found the note, and now all the reindeer are know that Rudolph has helped Santa, and now they're super excited for him to come back because they want to see this. Yeah. Well, uh, he comes back, and Santa, Santa says, I hope you'll continue to keep us from grief on future dark trips as commander-in-chief. Whoa. Yep. And then oh. <laughs> that made Rudolph... Uh, turn into a neon sign. (laughs) Also, he's mooning everybody. His entire, with no anus. And his his entire body turns red. His entire body. Oh, great. Well, now he won't glow it Now his whole body's just, he's like a lava lamp. (laughs) You expect like those spots on his side to just start moving around his body. But this is what I thought was interesting. It says like, okay, so Rudolph would, you know, give a speech and he's like, all right, well, Merry Christmas to all and to all. Good night. And then he goes to sleep because he didn't sleep all night. Oh, fair point. But it says like, you know, in the future, uh, you know, if you, the very first sound that you'll hear on the roof, provided there's fog, will be Rudolph's small hoof. So is he only being commissioned if there's bad weather now? That's clearly the implication. Right. That's very much the implication is saying... Only if there's fog do you have a chance of getting a glimpse of Rudolph. He went from being commander-in-chief to, yeah, we're going to use you when it's... On spec. Right. <laughs> yeah, when we need... We'll call you when we need you, kid. Yeah. Also, like, how often is it? Is the space fog descend upon the Earth? I don't know. We'll, we'll never know. We'll never know. And that's, guess... and that's the end. But on the very back, it does say... Um, May, the, the guy who wrote it, was gratified that children... The world over responded to the story of the lonely little deer who found happiness when he gladly accepted a chance to help others. If this had been anyone except Santa, do you think he would have gotten out of his bed and been so helpful? Like, let's say his mom was like, honey, I can't Let's say a complete stranger. Or just, yeah, walks up. Walks into his room and says, hey, kid. Well, I mean, or even the fact that yeah, the the stranger would have to say, "You'll make 
millions of children happy if you come with me right now. Of course, it's that, that'd just be creepy if some stranger comes into your bedroom and is like, you'll make millions of children people happy if you come with me right now. It's terrible. It's I've terrible. never liked this story of Rudolph getting picked on. Yeah. And then he helps Santa, and then everyone Suddenly, loves him. Suddenly, everyone loves him. And it's right. like, oh, we want to be your friend now. Right. It's like, well, screw you. Right. <laughs> you, it's were, not a great... you were nasty before. They sort of eschew that in the animated, uh, in the, like, claymation um, thing. Because I, what I realized is when you get married, you one of the many things you have to navigate, uh, if you're both Christian and come from Christian families, is the different Christmas holiday specials. Uh, from your respective homes that you grew up with, because they don't always gel. So we we were not a, a Rudolph family ourselves. We did not watch Rudolph. It was not until I was well into adulthood, uh, post college, that I even saw the Rudolph special for the very first time. I think I saw it with friends who were like, "You haven't seen the Rudolph special?" And they showed it to me, and I was like, "This is super weird. Why does this elf want to be a dentist?" <laughs> uh, not sure where we're going with this. So, but in that at least. I don't think he, well, no, I guess he sort of does befriend everybody. But he has actual real friends that are close to him that, you know, so I feel like it sort of makes up for that element to a certain extent, but maybe I'm just justifying. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. It's, yeah. a, it's a crappy song. It's a crappy book. <laughs> well, it was free, to be fair. So remember, this was handed out for free, and you're going Christmas shopping in the department store, and a guy's like, here, have this free book about a character you've never heard of before. And you're like, dang, say I didn't pay money for it. So that, I mean, they knew the worth of it from the start. Yeah. 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 So that, you know, that just makes sense. I should say, remember um, this year at the Thanksgiving Day Parade, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, they intro- Macy's introduced their own new reindeer character. Do you remember this at all? It's terrible. I can tell you this because I was just in New York. And I walked by Macy's to look at the Christmas windows like you do every year. And it was filled with this purple reindeer who has to be given a steampunk-esque contraption in order to fly. It's like it can't fly. And that's how that goes. So people to this day, (laughs) department stores to this day are still trying to make up new stories. And in this case, involving reindeer. Okay. So that's great. Ratings time. A three. Agreed. Okay. Not a classic. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Rudolph. You're not yeah, a classic. Yeah, Even though you yeah. were made in this town, and, and I'm proud of that on some level, Um, yeah, you don't need our help. And the, quite frankly, the song and even the TV special was better, I would say. So yay that was easy that was easy yes <laughs> um letters time so pull this up uh we didn't get many letters however i did learn something very strange uh so your hank your lovely hank my has 12 foot tall your 12 foot time skeleton uh is currently he's wearing now he's wearing a little santa hat uh, that you made i did how'd you make it what'd you make it out of felt you, a, get, you bought a ton of red felt and uh, and white for and the white. trim. Yeah, yep. very impressive. Thank you. Uh, and he is currently putting the Christmas lights on your bush. Yep, and well, they're blue and white. Yep, but... and he also has a giant ornament hanging. He off does. Him. I was very impressed with the ornament. I had not seen the ornament before. Yeah. So that was great. Well, I discovered 
that you are not the only one in this country who dresses up their giant skeleton. Yeah. Um, I found that Rita Mead, a very popular librarian online, she found a skeleton. I found that there was a there was another one that my friend Kathy found. Um, and this one actually also has, and you can't see them in this picture, but he has also got uh, Christmas lights going from his hands. Uh, however, yeah, Home Depot sells the Santa outfit. Oh, get out of town! Yeah, that explains it. Thank you. Okay, because I was like, well, I was also just thinking like yours is so much more creative than theirs. They just put Santa on it. Like they all just do Santa. They don't do anything else. But it's because Home Depot sells the outfit. You have solved the mystery. For yep, me. I like my Hank naked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, honestly, this Santa who is clearly not wearing any pants. I mean, I mean very clearly not wearing pants. He's wearing the jacket. I support that. <laughs> I in, Not in December, you don't. That's freezing. Anyway, okay. So you're not alone, but you are alone because no one else is being as creative. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, grown-up things we like. Oh, I want to go first. Go first, go first. So I went to Vegas this past weekend. Yes. And I needed something to read uh, on the plane. Right. And guess what I read? What did you read? <gasps> I did, read you read, did you read the whole thing? I read Long Road to the Circus by Betsy Bird, illustrated by David Small. Was it blah, blah, blah? Yeah. So you want to hear, what's that thing that Josh Funk said? A blurb or that? Blurb, yes, a blurb. You want to hear my blurb? Do a blurb. I was never bored. Yay! <laughs> I'll take it, man. <laughs> I will take that. It never felt like it was dragging or that the story oh. wasn't going anywhere. And I have the attention span of an 11-year-old. So this perfect. was perfect for me. Perfect. I wrote it for 11-year-olds. Yeah, supposedly. it was great. Uh, the And oh. also the illustrations don't take away from the story either. I was afraid that they were going to be distracting, but they added color to the story. Yeah. Uh, so if others want to get this for their family just in time for Christmas, go to your local bookstore and request Long Road to the Circus by my sister because it was awesome. Also, Aww. I found out today that Japanese researchers have developed masks that use ostrich antibodies to detect COVID-19 by glowing under ultraviolet light. And I will send you the link to put, send me that link. To put in the show notes. Since Betsy's book, by the way, is about an ostrich. It, yeah, it was originally, the original title of it was actually Ostrich Gal um, when I was writing it. Oh, there you go. And then all the agents said that's a bad. So title. I thought Change that out. was a. I thought that was. A that's cool a tie. really cool fact. I had not learned that. And to tie into Christmas and yeah. and also this book, um, you I, you just open what it. What the heck is this? They're like little things. I, you, you got I, me little things. I got Betsy um, a bag with two things in it. Ooh, the I first one uh, relates to the book, which I found on Etsy. Um, which I can. Oh my god! Which I can also send you the link to. Put I in will the show be putting notes. this in the show notes. She got me a little ostrich to ornament. hang on my tree. A little ornament. Yeah. A little ostrich ornament. It's so cute. Yeah. Oh, that is fantastic. The felt and this this. Uh, oh, he's so softy. Yeah. This oh. woman makes different animal uh, ornaments, oh, and it. Oh. Yeah, it was great. So. My hands are so dry. I'm afraid they're gonna like catch on him. He's so soft. And then that the. Is and then the other little thing that's in there is also like, we, <laughs> we did this book, so this is um this is literally a monster at the end of this book socks, and it's just got Grover with his hands flung Flailing. over his head, just saying, "Do not turn the page," and uh, that is awesome. And then I think the other ones. Oh no, I'm sorry. He's not saying that. He's saying, "You turn the." This is when he's so upset. So if people want to listen to that episode. I will uh, also take a picture of that. 
That is awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow. Christmas came early. Yeah. I don't have anything to give you. I that's feel super okay. guilty. Well, I gave you a book. That's the that's thing. You can keep that <laughs> if you want. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> is that it? Is that, is that all your your That's, that's all my Aww, graphics. Aww. That was super sweet. Um, my girl thing is that while you were in Vegas, I was in New York. Um, I was, I was there to see Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, currently playing at the New Vic Theater. Uh, I recommend you go if, if you're in New York. It has, uh, many of the deleted scenes and, and definitely one of the deleted songs, um, which is a burlesque song <laughs> that happens during the talent show. I have to say, it was a real problem that they didn't include that in the original Emmett Otter because that thing was freaking awesome. I did not expect a striptease in the middle of Emmett Otter. So, <laughs> two thumbs up on Emmett Otter. <laughs> Definitely you should go. But what I really wanted to talk about was that um, I went to near Public Library, the main location where I used to work, and they have a great exhibit of a lot of their treasures. You know, they own all sorts of cool stuff like Malcolm X's uh, briefcase, and and they've got uh, the, the walking stick that Virginia Woolf left on the side of the river when she went to drown herself. And they've got the Charles Dickens... Well, have you ever heard the story of Charles Dickens' cat, Bob? Yeah. Yeah! He loved Bob. Bob Bob was his favorite cat. Bob, when he was working and the cat wanted attention, would put out the candles with his paw. Nice. So that he would... I was like, that's the most cat thing I've <laughs> ever heard. And he loved Bob. He loved Bob so much. That Bob Bob died. And, uh, and he loved him so much because he's a Victorian. And this is what we do when we love animals. He stuffed his patty paw. So I saw the letter opener with the paw on the end. But that's not enough. In the bookstore, they're selling Bob Cat Paw bookmarks. And uh, and I got I got one for a friend of mine whose whose kid just came down with COVID, and he said he said he 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 would love one of those himself. So I I got him one. Uh, so it's the it's the season for giving. You gave me an ornament and socks, and I gave him a replica of a taxidermied <laughs> cat, foot. Paw, cat foot by the guy who wrote A Christmas Carol. Yeah. So there you go. That's yeah, your it, Christmas time. It, it all ties in it together. It all ties in together. So there you go. And uh, so there we have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to Merry you, Merry Christmas. And I can't wait for the New Year's book. Oh, I think instead of a New Year's book, I'll just do a truly terrible one that someone reminded me of recently oh, i think i'm okay with that too. i think you'll enjoy it all right excellent and until we do that book i've been betsy i'm kate bye fuse and kate is a fuse number eight production you can reach us at fuse kate eight at gmail.com you can follow our podcast on twitter at fuse underscore kate you can follow us on instagram at fuse eight kate that's fuse number eight kate Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM, or follow us on iTunes or rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our reindeer gamer is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Atienza and Betsy Bird. <laughs>